0: We're going to begin by praising our God through Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation O my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and salvation All ye who hear, brothers and sisters, draw near Praise him in glad adoration Almighty God, we do now respond to your call And we draw near to you As your family, Lord We come and we meet together, and Lord, we pray that you will be close to us this morning, that you will speak to us, that you will move and change our hearts, that you will fill us and make us into your family more and more. We pray that you will be close to us now, in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Alex has the announcements for us this morning. Morning, everybody.
1: It's nice to see you all. It seems comparatively um, quiet this morning from uh, the the few weeks and services we've had jam-packed. It's lovely to have quite a few visitors with us this morning. It's nice to have Mum and Dad with us. Um, It's Morris and Margaret Green from Barnet. Lovely to have uh, Jim and June Churchill from Parkstone. Um, good to have you with us this morning uh, Ryan Maureen Are you still at East Deerham? No? But it's lovely to have you with us anyway um, Wherever you're from um, Nice to have Cathy East and Emma And Brian and Sarah Good to see you um, James westmorlands Nice to have you up from Bournemouth um, Lovely to have you with us this morning Alan, uh, good to see you again um, And Jeff And if I've missed anyone else out then you're more than welcome um, if that's possible it's lovely to have you with us this morning to uh, share a service of praise and remembrance Andy's leading a whole service today um, and looking after the children according to the rota Pete, Liz and Ollie Uh, thank you Angela for the flowers according to my rota but maybe it was someone else Thank you, Pat, for the flowers. Um, And Rosie did the table. Thank you, Rosie, for doing the table for us. Uh, Lunch, I believe, is in the hands of Steve and Sarah, um, or John and Ruth, or both. So you're all welcome to stay for lunch afterwards. Please remember to pray for the children and the teachers um, in the youth church, which is at 2.45 today. And then uh, this evening service at 6 p.m., the Getting to Know the Bible course continues and it looks always busy when we've uh, popped down so it looks like we've got quite a few people coming which is really good to see Um, Hayley has been in hospital again this week and she's due to have gallstones and or gallbladder removed so we need to pray for Hayley and Dave and the family uh, that need to support Hayley (coughs) There's no other uh, specific news that we're aware of but please continue to remember in prayer and practically uh, people that suffer on a daily basis with illness or uh, need help from us, loneliness or anything else um, and also the people that we don't see all that often. If you have anything else to add to our care news uh, please tell me now and then we can pray about it together. God of love Sometimes it feels we come to you with a list. Lord, we know that you promise to be with us, to be with and to live in everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as their Saviour. And I know and I trust, Lord, that you will be with these people we've mentioned this morning with Hayley with Colin and Colin's family with Dave and Dave's family looking after her, his grandma Would we know that you will be looking after Becky's grandma too and that your hand will be with Steve And that you hold Dave's colleague, Chris, and and his family close to your heart. Father, if it gives you greater glory, we pray for healing for people that need healing. Lord, we pray for your closeness to be felt, for your comfort to be present. And we pray that most of all your love and your grace will touch people's hearts to respond to you and to respond to you by looking after people that need looking after. And Lord we give you thanks, we give you great thanks that Joe's mum seems to be feeling better. Lord, we thank you that we can all be here and be healthy enough to be here. And we lift these people that that can't be here or wouldn't be here anyway. We lift them up to you for your blessing. In Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you, Alex. Okay, um, for those of you listening on the podcast, um, the room is a bit different this morning. Um, there's a sheet hung from the uh, the crossbeam uh, up there. The sheet that you see before you represents the barrier and barriers are th- our theme this morning. My prompt to these thoughts was... Uh, film that I saw, and also a presentation by a comedian. And both of those things focused on the separation barrier which exists in Israel. I, I don't know how much you know about that barrier. Um, I suggest that you look into it. Uh, and, and I particularly suggest that if, if you're one of many people from our community who think that um, lots of what the state of Israel does is right, because this barrier is a horror. Now, the sheet that you see before you um, is not as tall as the barrier. The barrier that runs between um, the areas where Jews live and the areas where Palestinians live is eight metres tall. This, from my measuring, is in the region of five and a bit. That's not the only barrier that exists in this world. There are peace lines in Belfast. I don't know if you're familiar with those. They're about eight metres high as well. Uh, The Berlin Wall was only 3.6. Just imagine a barrier of anything like that size running down your street, running between you and your land. I don't know what you've been thinking this morning because you've been able to see this so far. Um, I've ignored it, and Alex has ignored it, and only one person of you has asked me about it. Maybe you trust me enough not to make it, uh, not to be worried about what's going to happen this morning. It's difficult to ignore, I suggest. Because it's, it's changing the way we use the room. I've stood further forward. Um, we have a, I've had to put this screen up because people wouldn't be able to see the other one. The barrier makes a difference to how we are this morning. But so often in our lives we ignore barriers. We get used to barriers. As long as we're comfortable, then we don't need to worry about them. And we probably eventually would adapt our arrangement on a Sunday morning to this sheet being here, if it was here every week, and eventually you might not notice it. But I think you would if it made a difference every week. If every week you had to walk from there to there and go round it, you you would perhaps want it taken down. I am going to take it down at the end, by the way. Barriers are a problem if you want to be on the other side, if they stop you getting to your livelihood or your land or your relatives. In general, human beings, I suggest, are fond of barriers. We like them because they make us feel comfortable. At least those of us who build the barriers like them. The people who are excluded, perhaps less so these barriers can these barriers ever be a good thing can they have a good outcome is it ever a good thing to build a barrier can a barrier ever bring peace between the people on each side i hope you agree that the answer is no barriers don't solve problems barriers push them to the other side. They make sure that we can't see them anymore. They do not help in resolving conflict in any way. They just push the conflict to somewhere where we can't see it so that we don't have to deal with it. So far I've talked about physical barriers, barriers made from concrete and steel. But there are other barriers in our lives too and I hope that you can think what they are for yourself. We live all the time with barriers around things like race, gender, social class. And I suggest that we all maintain these barriers to some degree because they make us more comfortable. But I'm not going to talk anymore about physical barriers because whilst they are a horror, they're not as bad as the barrier that I hope you were all thinking of already the barrier which exists between us and God that barrier we call sin but don't think that the barrier belongs to God we own the barrier that is sin When I talk about sin, I mean our attitudes, our behaviour. All the times that we choose to go our own way and not the way that God wants us to. But the barrier is ours. We, uh, I don't want to say do the sin, but the sin is ours. And we build this barrier. God is always always ready to break down the barrier. Our sin is not too strong for God to break down. Nor is it able to keep him out. But God does, um, I suppose, respect our property. God will not break down the barriers we build around ourselves if we don't want him to. If we want to hem ourselves about with our own sin to prevent God reaching our hearts, he will allow us to do that. God lets us know that we can have that barrier broken down at any time we like. At every moment, he will do that for us. He will remove our sin. He will remove the barrier that we have erected between ourselves and him. People talk about sin being a barrier quite a lot. But this morning, I want us to understand that it is our barrier, not God's. It is our attitudes and our behaviour that maintain that barrier. It is not the case That God cannot come close to us because we are sinful. Rather, it is us that allows our sin to keep God away. Let's look to the scriptures. Come with me please to Genesis chapter 3. The first sin. I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 3 and verses 6 to 10. heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So we see presented there for us the first sin, the first time that men and women disobeyed god but it doesn't it didn't mean that god couldn't go close to the people to adam and eve it didn't stop god seeking them out because they'd done something wrong adam and eve hid themselves they they wanted to stay away from god because they knew what they'd done wrong they wanted to cover themselves they didn't want God to find them because of their sin but God was not satisfied with this their sin was no barrier between that he, that he could not break through so he sought them out he went to find them to show them that he could break down that barrier that they had built that sin that they had committed the barrier was of their making And God reached out to them. So my thinking was going quite well till this point. And then I came to the law of Moses, and I thought, what about the law of Moses? Because the law of Moses seems to create lots and lots of walls and lots and lots of barriers. But when you think about the law of Moses... And when you read the New Testament you realise that it was actually there to bring people to God. It was not there to keep people away. For every time the people sinned they could come to God straight away with a sacrifice. There was something there which showed them that God would forgive them. There was no time when they couldn't reach back to God, to turn back to God. The veil, the tabernacle that concealed the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, it was a veil. Um, And by the way, in the temple, I think it was taller than this. But it wasn't that nobody could ever go in there. The priest had to go in. He only went in once a year, yes, but he had to go in. He had to go in in the right way, with the right things in place. But still, he had to go in. The law was there to teach us about God, to a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, as the New Testament tells us. And I think that God, through the things that he put in place, shows us that at any time we can come to him, and at any time he will forgive us. And it, it emphasised that sin was a barrier. Yes, it did that. That was what the law did partially, but it also emphasised that God could remove our sin. God wanted to remove it, and he wanted us to be close to him. The barrier that we have between ourselves and God is not of God's making. It is ours. And he earnestly waits for us to turn to him so that he can tear it down. We cannot do it on our own. We can only do it by turning to God and allowing him to break down those things which keep us separate from him. To reach into our lives. To remove the things which stop us from being close to him. Isaiah chapter 1. And verse 18, just one verse. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Be in no doubt that sin is bad. Doing things our own way, having attitudes which are contrary to God, what God wants is bad and it keeps us away from God but he is able to clean us to remove those things and to set us back on a path that runs close to him we're going to read from Psalm 51 uh, which Margaret's going to read for us and then we're going to have a small choir group sing to us uh, hymn number 30. Uh, I've chosen that they do that because it's rather complicated to sing. Uh, So if you'd like to follow the words of hymn 30 as they sing it, please do, after we've read Psalm 51. And I'll leave uh, a small period of silence after the choral piece. Let's consider our own lives And let's turn once again to God and ask that he forgives us and cleans us. Margaret, thank you.
2: Psalm 51, a psalm of David. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict, and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me, Yet you desired faithfulness, even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from blood guilt, O God. You who are God my Saviour, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar.
0: Isn't that fabulous? The singing was good, thank you very much. But the fabulous thing is that God can wash us. He can cleanse us from all our sin. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter at all what you've done. God is ready, waiting, waiting eager, anxious to forgive our sins. He wants us close to him. We remember now in bread and wine Jesus' death on the cross. We remember his glorious resurrection. And in these things we are reminded again God will cleanse us from all our sin. From Hebrews 10, uh, verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. We remember now our Lord's sacrifice on the cross. We remember too his resurrection. And let us rejoice together that our God is faithful, that he will do what he's promised he will remove our sin and bring us close to him if we turn to him.
3: Great God, we've come here today with a long list. Since we were last here last week, we've amassed a long list of things that we've done that have broken your heart. And yet, Lord, we stand here, surrounded by your grace. Father, we remember now the moment that that barrier was lifted for good. As Jesus hung on that cross, writhing in agony, and as he finally gave up his spirit, the veil of the temple was torn cleanly in two. And as a result of that, Lord, we stand here in the holy place, the most holy place surrounded by your presence wrapped in your love because of what Jesus did for us Lord Jesus we thank you we thank you that in breaking your body the body that we remember now in this bread we are completely healed completely healed of all the things that break our father's heart and we stand here in the overflow of his love and your love symbolised as the blood and as the water flowed from you and cleansed us from within Lord Jesus we thank you that you laid down your life for us wretched sinners but people who you count as your friends and as a result of your death we can now call you our brother thank you Jesus Father, thank you for this bread. In the name of your Son, who we remember now. Amen.
4: Lord God, this truly is a beautiful place that you have brought us to in our lives. Surrounded by the beauty and wonder of your New Covenant, experiencing moment by moment your grace and your love, so intense for each one of us. In fact, Lord, so intense for all of your creation. And Lord, we pray now, as we share the wine, that we shall be refreshed, for here is the blood of your new covenant with us, with your creation in Jesus Christ our Lord, your covenant, your gift, Lord help us to receive your gift in wholeness and completeness. Lord Jesus, thank you for blood that was shed, for a new covenant relationship in you with the majesty of Lord God Almighty. And in this beautiful place in which you have brought us in our lives. Lord, thank you for lifting the burden of sin Thank you for casting it away and bringing all things new into our lives. Even your righteousness in the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: We're going to take a reading together from Ephesians chapter 2 and uh, Lucy Griffiths is going to lead us in reading that. So Ephesians chapter 2.
5: As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Therefore, Remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace,
0: So, God has showed us very clearly, beyond doubt, that he can remove our sin from us. He can forgive us. He can bring us close to him. We were dead in transgressions and sins. But not any longer. And hopefully you notice in the second part of that chapter, that there are more barriers torn down. Barriers between Jews and Gentiles. Barriers that we create between each one of us. We used to live lives separated from God, but no more. We used to live lives separated from each other, but no more. Verse 19 You are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Verse 21 In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord, and in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. There is no room for barriers between each other, between ourselves. That is not the kingdom that God is establishing. It is not the the kingdom that he will establish when Jesus returns. There will be no divisions. And we must not maintain and build divisions between each other now we are fellow citizens members of god's household if we do build or maintain barriers between ourselves and other people we will probably succeed in keeping them away or keeping ourselves away from them but we will not we will not succeed in keeping god away from the people on the other side. God will not respect the divisions and the barriers that we create. God will continue to be with everyone. And in that sense, any barrier that we create separates us not only from the people on the other side, but also from God and from his work. I considered having this table on the other side. And decided that was going too far. But we should not think that we are on the inside and the people on the outside don't have God with them. God is working in this world. And we too must be working in this world. Wherever he is, then we should be. Jesus respected no boundaries, no barriers. He went wherever God had work for him to do. And we are followers of Jesus and must do the same. If we have Christ in us then we need not be scared of anything. Our strength is in the Lord and we are free to reach out to everybody with God's love. Our final reference comes from Colossians chapter 2 and we could have spent a lot longer talking about this but I want to refer to this because we've, we've seen, I hope that there is, there is no room for barriers in our lives but Paul writes in Colossians which I can't find so I'll read it off here verse 23, that the barriers are useless anyway. We can create them and maintain them if we, if we like, but they don't have any value. Colossians 2, verse 23, such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. If we build barriers around things, it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't make us want what's on the other side any less. Perhaps it makes it worse. If we accept God in our lives, if we set our hearts on things above, then the things which which we thought we had to keep away, we won't want anyway because we'll be focused on God and on his work. We are all fond of barriers, I think, because they make us feel safe. But let's resolve to trust in God for our safety, not to be scared, to allow God into our lives. First, to obliterate the sin that we hold within ourselves. And second, to strengthen us and encourage us to reach out to others with his love. We're going to close uh, by singing a carol. This carol is not in the green hymn book anymore. It's in the old black hymn book. If you'd like a copy, there's some at the back. It is going to be on the screen. I've chosen this for two reasons. First of all, it's about Jesus coming into our world. It's about Jesus coming into our hearts and our lives. In in verse 4, We pray that Jesus will overcome our sin and come to live with us, to abide with us. But I also wanted to sing this carol because of the state of Bethlehem today. And I'll show you a photo after we finish the service of Bethlehem. Because it does not lie still. It's surrounded by a barrier. And our world desperately needs that barrier, and every other barrier to be torn down so that we can live at peace together. And we know that only in Jesus coming into this world, returning, can that happen. So let's sing together. Thank you. Let's pray together. Almighty God, this world is divided. There are barriers all around the place. There are barriers in our hearts too, Lord. And Lord, only your presence can change that. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will come and abide with us. Come and make your home in our hearts and push away the things which separate us. Only you have the power to do that. But Lord, most especially we pray that you will return soon. Lord God, send Jesus back to us soon. And cleanse this world. Make this world one. At peace. United with you. Lord we pray for that day.
4: Send Jesus soon. Amen.